Welcome to the show. I'm your coach, Elizabeth, and today's guest is Daryl Ann Denner. She is a mom, she is an entrepreneur, she is an influencer, and she is somebody who just about a year ago had a dream for an Elevated Basics brand, um, and she brought it to life and it's become uber successful. The brand is called Nudes, and they have wonderful bodysuits and t-shirts and all sorts of wonderful casual wear, but it just feels super elevated. And I was really excited to talk to Daryl Ann because I thought, how do you go from being an influencer? to launching an apparel brand in a year and having it be really successful. So she gave all sorts of little nuggets of wisdom as to like how she actually got started. It was really just by asking a friend a question and how comfortable she was with really putting all the chips in on herself. How did she embrace the risk, the financial risk, the personal risk that was involved with launching such a successful brand and really dedicating herself to it um, to get it off the ground. So we had a great chat. We got really real. We talked about self-care. We talked about mom guilt. There was a lot of stuff in there, but I really think this episode is for you. If you are somebody who feels like maybe you have a great idea for something, you have that entrepreneurial spirit. And a lot of times our rational brain will tell us all the reasons why we shouldn't do something that the odds are stacked against us. But Daryl Ann is a wonderful example of somebody who definitely, you know, played the odds and so far is having a tremendous amount of success and she's riding the wave. And if she can do it, I think it can give hope to everybody else who feels like they have that little dream. So I hope you enjoy our chat. And if you are thinking about starting something or doing your own thing, let this be your sign to lean into that feeling and make this year that you actually start asking the questions and creating the plan and taking some action. Daryl Ann, wonderful to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to hear kind of about this meteoric rise of your company nudes, and now we've got tones. So thanks for taking the time. I'm sure you're very busy. You've got a third baby now, right? Fourth, actually, because you've got nudes and tones. Yeah. So we've got the kids, and now we have these, these business babies. So why don't you do me a favor and just give our audience a little bit of an introduction as to who you are, because I think you can say it better than I can. Awesome. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So my name is, like you said, Daryl Ann Denner. I started my journey as a social media influencer in 2015, sharing outfits at the time. And I've been doing it ever since. It was more blogging back then. And then, you know, Instagram and Instagram stories came and it became more of this like blog style of sharing my everyday life. And so that is what I do now. And that's what I'm, I love and I'm passionate about and pro- would do if nobody paid me. But I wanted to create something new a couple of years ago. And I just wanted to build something new, grow something new. And so we started brainstorming like what I would want to do. And nudes is the product of that. And so I was like, well, I, I'm a jeans and a t-shirt girl. I love basics. Like I want to like, let me, the first product was an everyday t-shirt. And I was like, let me perfect the t-shirt. So that's what we did. And that was the first thing that I designed. And, you know, I've never designed clothes before. And so it was a learning huge process of like how to make clothes. To this day, we still don't do it conventionally. And now I'm proud of that. But in the beginning, I was trying to learn everything I could as to like how to do it, how to get it manufactured, the whole night. It's notoriously hard. Like as somebody, I dabble, I've got like a side children's sleepwear thing. So I can vouch like this is hard. Like it's hard to find manufacturers. It's hard to source fabric. Like, are you going to make the textiles? Like, I just feel like what's so incredible about your story was that you were, you know, a teacher prior to this. Yeah. And to just do all of this with two young children 
and really learn a notoriously competitive and super hard industry like apparel, it just seems like a lot to take on. So you must have really been driven. I was really excited about it, but also I have this, I mean, I was a social media influencer for seven years before I did this and pursued this. And so I've been building this community of women that, you know, are like me and want the same things as me and, you know, are in the same, most of them stage of life as me or very similar, close. And so we just have a lot to relate on. And so that is who I've always considered myself creating it for. And then to this day, I, I mean, thankfully, it's growing outside of that. And that's great. But at the end of the day, that's who I like always go back to when I'm creating something is me and them. And they were the real support behind like why it grew so fast and how it grew so fast. And so I think we really just answered the question of like, what are women looking for without like any fluff behind it? And like, how do we perfect it? And how do we make it in a way that's going to make them feel best in their clothes? And that is what we do every single day. So, Daryl Ann, I feel like, I mean, I we are muy simpatico here. Like, I see you. I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal as well. Usually today, I was just doing live TV before this, so I'm like Fancy. wearing the cardigan. But you, yeah, like usually it's top knot, it's glasses, it's yoga pants, and it's a t-shirt, which I think is great. I think that's authentic. I think people should be comfortable and wear what feels like a physical representation of how they feel inside, which is comfortable cool. with themselves. So yeah. I love that. But specifically with nudes, like, I think it's a wonderful idea. And I love that it's going so well. But weren't you worried like a Zara or an H&M or somebody was just going to come in and just kind of like crush you on price and availability? Honestly, no. That's great. I, I, I just, I felt like we offered, I, I offered me, which I think was different. And like, my compassion and care for these people is very different than what Zara could offer. You know, there are different, I love Zara. So like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, talking anything down on it because I right. love that shop there. I think it just serves a different purpose. Um, I think what I wanted to offer with nudes is something that was almost like, you know, when you buy a product that's like reviewed and tested, but like reviewed and tested by your friend and made to answer all of your issues and make you feel good. Like that was what I offered with nudes and I want to offer. And so I think that's what differentiates them buying a t-shirt at Zara versus a t-shirt at nudes is they have my like the trust in me and the vetting behind it that I would never, you know, it's not in my personality. I cannot lie. Like I'm like honest to my core, but like I'm like, it has to be good and perfect. Otherwise, I wouldn't put it out there. And so I think over the past eight years, they've come to trust that. And so that's why I think it's differentiated. But I think we had different fears in the beginning. But no, that wasn't that wasn't one of them, to be honest. I always just think of like Kevin Leary on Shark Tank when he's like, what's to say that somebody won't just come and just crush you under their boot and take your whatever? Oh. And it's like, and I think people watch that. And I think women watch that. And a lot of times I've seen moms with wonderful products on Shark Tank that I then would go and buy because I was like, fucking right, you know, do it. Yep. But they wouldn't get a deal and they would just get eviscerated by these bros. And it was like yes. so annoying. And I think it unfortunately really dissuaded a lot of women from chasing their dreams because it just feels like, well, you know, why would I even do that? And then you look at like a Kim Kardashian with Skims versus a Spanx. And I'm like, well, listen, everybody thought Spanx was the end all, right? And now yeah. look at this. But the difference is, is that she had unlimited capital. So when we talk about capital of getting started, Daryl Ann, was that like a really, I have to assume that was a huge fear because this yeah. is a family-based organization. Your husband's involved, your sister, like everybody has a role. So to go all in on that, I have to, 
I have to assume you met a wall of resistance, meaning self-doubt. Yeah. So self-doubt. I think when, uh, luckily I have people in place that I'm slightly detached from the numbers, like sl- ever so slightly enough to be able to make decisions where I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea and not get too afraid. So, but I will say when we started nudes, I obviously have an income in influencing, which is so cool and like the greatest gift of all time. And I love it. But so I knew I had that backbone like behind me of like, you know, if it didn't work out, it wasn't my only source of income, which is, you know, obviously very comforting. But we did self-fund the entire thing. And so I think for that, like we initially planned on, you know, about half of what we put into it. And, you know, things go, it snowball. I like want to do more and whatever. And so by the end, my husband looked at me and he was like, okay, well, now this has to work because we had like invested like more than half of our savings into it. And he's like, now this doesn't, like at first it was like a passion project, like I'll try it. And then by the time it launched, it was like, okay, this has to work now because we're all in here. And uh, so that was a little daunting, but I am pretty... To my production team's dismay, I'm very comfortable with risk. So they... That's the separator though, right, Darylian? Like you look at like, I've been lucky enough to coach people who've been either in circles or some of these people themselves with billionaires. And a lot of them are just not as risk averse. Like they're just going to do it. They're not necessarily smarter. They're not necessarily more connected. They just are okay with a little bit of risk. So do you think that was a big piece to like the secret sauce of being able to go all in? Absolutely. I think I'm comfortable with risk to this day. So like the other day, they, I wanted this style before Christmas. And they're like, we're not going to be able to see another, like a final sample. And I'm like, I already saw three samples. Like I'm good. But that's like not right. industry standard. I mean, granted, if I wasn't extremely comfortable with where it placed and like I hadn't seen 150 styles from them before, I wouldn't be very comfortable. Right. But like, I'm like, I don't break the mold here. Like where where there is like comfortable risk to take or even slightly uncomfortable. And the other thing is like, I think with most successful people, and I've tried to adopt this myself that I've seen, like if I'm going to bet on someone, it's going to be me. And so I think that like, I know that I won't let it fail. Like to my best, you know, as things happen, but like to the bend, it wouldn't be for a lack of me not trying. Do you know what I mean? So I think that, for me, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, I am pretty comfortable with the risk. If it means I'm going to have to put in the work, I'll do it. So I think you have to bet on yourself, right? Like, and I think that there's environmental things that support you being able to bet on yourself. And a lot of women aren't in the position, at least in their head. Their their talk track is, there's no way that I could do this. But Something that I work with clients on is I say, you know, we have to lessen the propensity for future regret. So can you die? Can you be on your deathbed and not have any regret about not starting this business? Because if it's even a 1% chance that you're going to have regret, then you have to do it. Don't you, Daryl Like, I mean, how can you not do it? Yeah. And I think that like the things that we think, at least I've noticed this in myself too, like the things that I think may hold me back are actually a good reason to do it. So for example, like my kids, this is my best example. Like yeah. a lot of people I think, and I do too at times, you know, you go back and forth as a mom, but a lot of people think like, oh, I couldn't or shouldn't do this because it will take away from my kids. And I think that that's true to an extent. I mean, I'm not going to argue that. Like I travel, it takes away from my kids, but also like they get to see me chase my dreams. And if I looked at my daughter and I was like, 
would I want you to be like, you know, stay and don't chase your dreams because like, no, I would never tell her to do that. Right. So like, I think that when you look at someone else, it's a lot easier to say that. But when you look at you, it's harder. But once you start doing it, you start seeing the fruit of it. So like, for example, getting to see my kids be like, wow, it's so cool. Like, and they, they're getting to the age where they understand or like, Yesterday, I took my son on a work trip with me, like, and not everyone has the flexibility to do that, but I'm trying to take opportunity where, you know, I have it. And I think everyone has room, may not look exactly the same, but to take opportunity to bring them along and not to just think it has to look one way. Like you're either for your kids or you're for your career. I think I'm learning how to do both. And so, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. I think you can do both. And I think I just missed you because I think you were in LA, weren't you? yesterday. I oh, sorry, sorry. I was like, oh, she was just here. Yeah, I think that that's huge to bring up because the kids are watching, right, Tara Land? Like they are watching. And that was a huge reason I left my corporate job too and went on on my own because my daughter was watching and she was watching yeah. me be sad when I had to go on work trips or I had to have early morning calls and miss giving her a kiss or whatever. I mean, totally. the mom guilt is huge. Yeah. But now when I'm going to New York, it's because mommy chooses. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. is telling mommy to go. Like, and you can bring them along. I brought mine along to New York this summer and we made a trip out of it and it was wonderful. And I think that it's really important. Like it can offset a lot of the guilt that you feel to be able right. to model for them. I mean, if we're speaking to moms here, I think moms are always going to feel some sense of guilt. It doesn't, I think it shows that you care, right? Like you're never not going to feel guilty about something. And so that kind of like, because people talk about mom guilt, it's a really big buzz topic, you know, and it's a good thing. And I bet it is. But like, also, I think like our goal is to like get rid of it. And I don't think we'll ever get rid of it because right. we care about kids. But I think it's just you're going to have it regardless. I, I know plenty of my friends are stay at home moms, and they have it because their kids aren't seeing them do something else. And so I think it's just like trying to create a space where, you know, it's managed and you're doing your best and you know you're doing your best. and you know, it'll come up. It comes up for everyone. Like it comes you up can for harness it for good. Right. You yeah. can harness it for good. Use the mom guilt as a motivation to live your best life because they're watching. Right. Totally. Like, yeah, I think you can flip it on its head. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more tactically. So you have the idea for nudes, you have yeah. the audience established. What was like the very first thing that you did? Did you just dive into research as far as like fabrics or did you write a business plan? What was the first thing? No, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't have a business plan. So with nudes, it was a passion project. Like I said, like I had an income. I just wanted to do build something else. Like I'm a builder. Like I am a yeah. I don't know. We're I, I come from entrepreneurs. Like that is what I do. And so I was like, I want to build something. Else. Like I want to build something new. And so um, I'm sure it won't be the last thing I build. Like I'm sure I'll build something else. But like the I think the start of it was like. I had no idea where to start. Like I'd never made a piece of clothing on my own ever. And so I was like, all right, let me see where I can like use connections I have. Yeah. And see if they can connect me. So like I, it was actually um, one of the hair care companies we work with. I work with as an influencer. I was like, yeah. hey, on a call with him one time. And like, I think this goes back to like how you do business with people. I'm always, for me, I think like doing business, I'm going to, sorry, derail this just a tiny bit, but mm -hmm. like, I feel like this really aided me in making the connections that led me to where I am. But like, I feel like in business for me, it's not, I don't go after a win-win because it's keeping score still. 
Like for me, I'm like all in to serve. Like that's my goal, right? So like when I work for a brand, I'm like, I'm going to make it the best that it absolutely can be for you. Like granted, I'm not going to get walked all over. It's not in my personality to get walked all over. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, even Steven, like let's make sure we both like are even. Like I want to out give. And I think that's the way I approach everything in business. And so I think when I go then needing help, people are not only like, oh, sure. They're like, wanting to because I've helped them. And so I think that's what happened here. I was on the phone with a guy that I've worked with and we were talking about the deal that I do for them. And I was like, at the end of the phone call, I was like, hey, you wouldn't happen to know that I actually had two business ideas at the time. And I asked him about the other one first, not news. So I was like, you wouldn't happen to know someone who makes this. And he was like, no. And I was like, well, would you happen to know someone who makes clothes or like knows how to make clothes? That's how I created it because I didn't know anything about it. And he's like, actually, my really good friend from college, and that's what she does, she like helps people manufacture clothes. So like, I'll put you in contact with her. And I was like, okay. Well, she still works with today. Like, so she was freelance. And now she is our head of design for nudes. And so she, yeah, we contracted her for a while before, you know, obviously bringing her on. And before we actually had a contract with her a year before nudes ever started. And so wow, they... Have worked with so there was ever- some universal stuff. Like there was some universal yeah. spiritual alignment then, right? For like sure. things just lined up. For sure. And like, I think you can't outgive. Like, I really think it always comes back to you. And so like for me, that was like one way. I mean, it showed up so many ways in my life, but like that was one way that it showed up in my life. And I felt like, okay, like I feel like he doesn't feel used by me for taking right. the connection. I don't feel like I'm using him for taking the connection because I've given for so long and you know, and so it was it was a really cool way to make the connect. But that's how it that's how it happened. I love it. I think that people show up when you're ready for them. I tell people yeah. that all the time. Like, you know, maybe it's not the right time, but it doesn't mean that it's never the right time. Just maybe yeah. not right now. And you have to really look like you have to ask the questions. I think Daryl Ann, like a lot of people wouldn't have even asked anybody that they would have just been like, yeah. I'm going to be in a vacuum and try to figure this out all on my own. That's what I did. Like, I'm just going to figure this out. And yeah. it's not the best way. Like, I think. Oh, really I don't think it's the best way help. at all. Like, I mean, there's Google, right? Like, which is great. Right. And I, like, before you just like, say like, how do I do it? You like, you know, should educate yourself and do like show up to the table yourself. Like, not just like rely on everyone else. But I think at the end of the day, the reason news is successful is because of the people that have, you know, made it what it is. And so, like, we still have our yeah. very first employee. And so I think that it's super cool. And like, yeah, you need other people and you need to, you know, give in order to keep right. them, keep relationship. How big of an impact do you think that your existing base of followers had to nude success? I mean, in just one year. In the beginning, all of it. Um, I think that, yeah, in the beginning, all of it. I think that they're, they're like a very loyal, supportive, like over the top, amazing group of women that like, well, I, they would support me to the end, which I think is so cool because my goal is always to give to them and they support so hard back. And so I think that in the beginning, absolutely, it was, if not a hundred percent, them, almost all of it. And I think as it's, you know, gained traction over the last year, like it's been so cool. We've gotten to see it. Like it's growing outside of that. So now like people will hear about it from friends, word of mouth or like, we just started doing advertising for the first time on our first birthday. So like, like oh. paid advertising or like, it's really cool for me though, when it does happen, like, and I see it on someone who doesn't know who I am, because I think 
I would say around six months, we saw a shift of like, okay, we don't, these people don't know who I am. And they're wearing nudes. A lot of celebrities shared it, things like that, which is so cool. Yeah. But yeah, we were in the mall and my sister went up to a girl wearing the t-shirt and she was like, oh my gosh, it's nudes. And the girl was like, who are you? So that was, I loved it. I was like, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. It's just so cool to be able to see it extend outside of me because I think that's where there's longevity to it. And yeah, I would say now a year later, it's more well-known outside of me. We've done like different events and things like that that have, you know, name more broadly, but yeah. That's amazing. So do you ever feel like a tug of war between prioritizing your business baby and your actual babies? And then you've got a partner as well. Like I think overwhelm is a sentiment right now amongst women and specifically moms and even more so like working outside of the home moms. And a lot of times it can be a bit of a juggle. So do you have some sort of structure based around times when you can prioritize the businesses versus family or are you just kind of a go with the flow kind of go? I would say I'm a mix of both. So I'm pretty go with the flow. But I would say that like, I mean, I kind of have to be because I'm getting pulled wherever, whenever. But um, I think that I would say I'm 80% go with the flow. But there are some like structured things that I'm trying to implement to make my life, I don't think I'll ever feel balanced, but make it feel fulfilled in all the areas that I want it fulfilled in. So like, for example, we're trying to do like a you an hour, one hour. I'm trying to be like very gracious to myself. One hour a night where we don't have our phones with our kids so that we can be like fully attentive to them. Then like my husband and I have like a time where like I usually turn off my phone and he turns off his phone and we get to just like be with each other after our kids go to bed. So like being more intentional about not having a distraction, but also like I am in the weeds of it right now. And so, and there's so many cool opportunities that are being presented to me at this moment. And I don't want to say no to them because like feel like it's a trade. So I don't want to say no because I'm trading. And so I'm trying to create the life I want while I'm leaning in and saying yes. And so I think that like yesterday was a perfect example of that. Like we're opening a store, a physical retail store for the month of December, like Black Friday through December. So exciting. Yeah, you know, it's so cool. The Grove is the best. I am honored. We did a pop-up there and they asked me three times and I said no, two times. Before I finally said yes, because I... I was like, it's the month. Perfect example. I was like, it's the month of December. I have two toddlers that I just want to be a mom to two toddlers in December. I don't want to run a store. And we've never done this before. So it's going to require a lot of my attention. And because I am like, I need the brand to be what I want it to be at all times and all places. And I was like, I want to be there for it. But I also care more that I'm with my kids in December. So no. (laughs) So I said no twice. And then finally, like, you know, they can ask enough. And I was like, all right, we'll do it. But like, I'm like, okay, how can I do this and create the December that I want? So that's like where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, I travel a lot for work, but I'm like, okay, I had to go to LA yesterday and there's no reason why my four-year-old can't go with me. And we had the best day. So like I was, I had, yes, I had to go to a meeting. I had to fly there and back on the same day, which is crazy for a four-year-old. But I was like, it's a lot. Yeah. But I was like, hey, we get to, like, to him, it's so special because it's him and I. And I was like, yes, he sits on his iPad for two hours while I watch the meeting, watching a movie. But like, or while I go to the meeting. But I also get to explain to him what we're doing. I got to take him to lunch. I got to take him to a toy store. I got to take him on the trolley. I got to take him to the La Brea carpets, like, and teach him about it. And like, there was so much in it that it, even if I was home working, I wouldn't have gotten to do. And so right. I'm just trying to see how I can, like, lean in and make it, both. 
as yeah. much as I can. I can't always, but how can I do it as much as I can? I love that. Yeah. I want to ask you a more tactical like business question. How important was influencer seeding of your brand? How important was that? Did that play a role? Like you said, you've seen it on some celebrities and stuff. Do you feel like that was something that helped get it in the hands of people that might not normally? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Huge. Um, we've never paid an influencer to this day. So never once. I'm not above it. I'm a paid influencer. So like I right. really the greatest marketing tool that there is. But like up until this point, we have not done that. That being said, I'm sure in the future we will. But we haven't yet. We kind of like got on our own two feet. And anything that's been shared at this point has been organic. So I was like, I am also like very intentional with every influencer box that goes out. I want them to feel, I feel like when you evoke something in the person, not that I never want anyone, no one is obligated to share anything we give them. Like I just right. give and if they want to share it, they do. And we've been blessed that they do. And my goal is like, I'm going to create a great product. I'm going to make a special experience for you if you want to share it you like it that's awesome and i feel so grateful and blessed that you did but if not like i'm gonna keep sending it to you so it's like no worries like it yeah so i think that that's how we've approached it like very open-handed and i think it's worked really well i've also been like really intentional we have a really great influencer girl who like is super creative and it's kind of a collaborative effort of like for example we have waffle like waffle yeah. fabrics coming out uh next week and I'm like, okay, what can we do? So they have this whole box and it looks like a waffle and like it's dripping like syrup and it's like drawers that pull out and it has like a waffle maker that says news when you use it. And it's like, it's like a whole experience. So I'm like, wow. okay, rather than us pay, how can I make a fun experience for you? And you'll probably share it anyways. And like, it's yeah. a win me and you got this, you felt hopefully special. And if not, like, no worries. It'll come back to me. I'm not worried about it. So I think that that's what we've, how we've approached influencer marketing. At this point, I, to yeah. your point, you're giving before ever asking. It's give, 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 right? And I think yeah. that that's huge. And not a lot of people do that. I mean, like when my book came out, I put together these beautiful boxes, right? And it had some solid stuff in it. And people will send me books too. And sometimes it's like a book thrown into a bubble manila envelope. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's not even signed. Like it's no. nothing. And I look at my husband, I go, this is the difference. Like it's the difference between something that is curated for that person and given with love and zero expectations mm -hmm. of them sharing or anything, but just it's that wonderful energy that you can put out into the world. And just not everybody does it, Daryland. Like yeah, I think caring about people is the core of everything we do, influencer included. Like, I don't know if you know who Hardy is, the singer, but like mm -hmm. we get his wife has our pajamas and we love her and we send them to her or whatever. And then yeah. um, she storied how he's stealing them. So we sent, like, we tried to do it in something that like a really large, we don't really make women's jammies, but a uh, really large women's pajama set. And we embroidered like party on the butt of them. Like as a joke, like a spoon, like it. funny things that I'm like, yeah. hey, we see you. We're paying attention to you. We care about you. You don't have to share this. It's just funny, you know? So, right. Well, uh, you have a whole dedicated role for gifting, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I, I spend a lot of time like with our team. Like a lot of people are involved with it, and it's just fun. I, it's fun. Like giving yes. stuff my favorite part. Yeah. It is. It feels good. Okay, I'm gonna wrap us up here, but really quick, I would love to know if you have any favorite self care practices, like meditation. Yeah. Are you a runner? Like, what do you like to do to really kind of like nourish your own soul, not necessarily to be of service to others? Love it. Okay, so wow. This is like a very hot topic because I was on a panel this last weekend in a conference and that was the exact same question they asked oh, me. Oh, really? 
Yes. And then I was talking to my friend Maureen, who is a founder of Tarte Cosmetics, and she the other Monday, and she asked me about that. And she's like, you got to clean that. Because like, I, my self-care is not, I think, what most women in the world would deem self-care. But I honestly think it works better than all these things out there that you're encouraged to do as self-care. So for example, like, you know, we normally think about it like a massage or like, you know, going and getting a blowout or whatever. And for me, at this stage of my life, with how crazy my life is, and anyone who has young kids will relate to this, that doesn't even sound like the best thing in the world. Like, well, the best thing in the world sounds like an hour to myself. That's what, that's what the best thing in the So my husband and I, we do this thing every a month for a few, like four hours. And I stole it off a podcast. I can't remember what it was, but it's called Deep Think. At least that's what we, we call it. I think that's what they originally called it. But basically, we're so in the weeds of working in our business. And so it gives us three or four hours and we work on it rather than like, and so is this where we're going? Are these the right hires we need to make? Things like that. And we do it for our family as well during that time. And so um, it came out of one of these deep thing sessions where I was like, at the end of the day, like I have, I said, I feel like I have given myself to everyone and I have nothing. And I think that's where self-care like comes out of is where like, all these moms or women feel like that, like that same thing. Like I've got nothing for me at the end, right? And so I was like, we, I got to do something. And so what we did was we calendared our day, like each day, like by hour. And we always put our kids down between 7.30 and 8. And I was like, okay. Because I would, normally what happens is bedtime is chaotic and hectic and dinner is chaotic and hectic. And then you put them down and then you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like it's like a big deal. Right. And then, my husband would look at me like, okay. And I'm like, no, nah, like, I'm not ready to like look at anybody, you know, like, and yeah, then right. a lot of my resentment would honestly go toward him because at work, everyone's needing of me and I'm understanding of that. And then my kids are needing of me and I'm understanding of that. But then at him, I'm like, you have the choice to just leave me alone. And, you know, which is unfair because like, you know, he just wants to hang out with me and I'm like putting all the brunt of that onto him. And I was like, we need to fix this. So my self care. All that to say, very long winded. Um, we decided that from eight to nine at night, and it's been honestly one of the best things for our marriage if you're married too. From eight to nine every night, so our kids are down, I and he get to do whatever I want for a full hour. So like nothing is asked of me. Nothing is like, um, he's not asking me to do anything. I don't have to clean up. I don't want to. I can scroll my phone. I can sit in the bath. I can take a shower. I can yeah. reorganize my closet. I can do like whatever I want for one whole hour. And no judgment. So like for him, he doesn't play video games, but we always compare it to this. But like he could play video games. He could. Yeah. It's like been very healthy for our marriage to like not be like, why are you doing? You know, I get to do whatever I want. No questions asked for one hour. And it's so helpful because it's like that is what I need the most for my self-care is just like a minute to be like, okay, I get to do me for a minute. And then like and I'm like rejuvenated to like a helps me be rejuvenated to put my kids to bed because I know at the end of that I've got a minute like I'm like okay I can make it like I can do it and yeah. B it helps me like be excited to then hang out with him at nine because I've like had an hour to myself where I'm like okay I feel good and like granted I probably do it 70% of the time but that's 70% of the days that I never did it so I think that it's been so life-changing for me and maybe like your hour isn't at night but maybe it's like in the morning or whatever yeah. Um, or maybe you like start with 30 minutes or, you know, like, I feel like it's one of those things that you'd have to make that work. 
Maureen was like, you got to coin that hour, like a term. But I'm like, I don't know. Right. I gotta, I gotta come up You'll with come up with it. Yeah. But I was like, that is what self-care looks like to yeah. me. And honestly, it's been way more. Right now, if I tried to schedule a massage and fit it in, that would be much more burdensome to me than it would yeah. be relaxing because I'm like, I don't have the time to take and do that. But this has been like a way of like, oh, I get to do whatever I want for an hour. Like it's it's so nice. Um, yeah. And it's been like really revitalizing for me. So that's what it looks like right now. And that is fresh. That is like the last three months. So that's so great. Yeah, yeah. I think self-care is anything that makes you feel better after you do it. So some women are like, you know, I'll just watch Housewives for an hour uninterrupted. I'm like, great. Yeah. That can be self-care. Like, yeah, I'm with you, though. I don't know. I don't think getting your nails done and hair done and massage is maybe massage. But yeah. the other stuff is like maintenance. Yeah. My husband used to be like, have fun. And I'm like, this isn't really fun. Like sitting it. with chemicals on my scalp for two hours is not fun. And getting my nails done, actually, I could be doing things. Like it's, it is more so, I think, burdensome, like you said. So I love Absolutely. that. I think no yeah. judgment zone of like, if really you can great. carve out time, have some sharp elbows with your calendar and get in there and just create that space because that's where the new idea is going to come. Like mm -hmm. in that space where it isn't being drained or pulled or feeling like you need to be, you know, interacting with your spouse when there's nothing to give. It's not going to be quality yeah. interaction anyway. Absolutely. So it's better to just totally. check out for an hour. Totally. Well, Daryl Ann, this has been incredible. I think there's lots mm -hmm. of juicy nuggets here for people. And I always say to women, if you're listening to this and this is the episode you happen to pick today out of all the podcasts, then you probably have an entrepreneurial spirit. And this oh. is your sign that you should chase it. Just start investing. Ask the friend, do you know somebody who does this? You know, totally. and just see what the universe provides you because it could very well be a path to a business that within a year is, you know, nationally known now. So congratulations on all the success. I'm going to pick up some tones for the girls and um, I absolutely love it and wish you nothing but the best and really appreciate you spending some time with us. Same to you, Eliza. Thank you so much.